Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. Notice what Jesus said. Remember, we looked at the Antichrist. He was the idle shepherd. But notice who Jesus is. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And though the storms may come, I am holding on to the Hi, everyone, and welcome to Truth in Christ Radio. Today, Pastor Rob finalizes the first part of chapter 13 in the book of Revelation. He shares with us how the world is presently working toward a one-world government in preparation for the Antichrist's short reign. Though this world will be viciously attacked by the Antichrist and his followers, the saints of God must keep steadfast faith in the ultimate justice of God. He will reward their persecutors with persecution of his own. Remember, those that believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will be protected by their good shepherd. Now let's join Pastor Rob. And everybody in the room knew what BLM is all about now. If you don't know what BLM is about, you need to wake up. Because they are not what you think they are. Black Lives Matter, that is very true. And what they've been through, the black people, what they have been through in our country and in the world has been horrendous. There's no excuse for it. Of course we're heartbroken about that. I am. I don't have any issue with that phrase itself. But the organization is something completely different, folks. They are Marxist in their origin. You can look this up. I've got stuff I can share with you if you want. Okay, I'm not going to spend all the time going through it right now. But you need to understand that this movement is a very powerful movement, and they have an agenda. I believe that socialism, and why is this important, what we're reading? I'm not just going to pull this, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't tell you in any other study, but boy, it fits what we're talking about right now. And I've been wrestling with it for two weeks. And some of you, you're probably like, well, that, that's, you know, of course we understand that. It's obvious to us. Well, praise the Lord if it is. But I can't not share what, I, what I'm seeing. And if I'm wrong, I hope I am. I really hope I'm wrong. And if you bear with me for a few moments, I want to share some things with you that hopefully will help you understand. Because there is a one-world government that is trying to form right now. Anything that's in its infancy, it's trying. It's trying so hard. And there are powers and entities that are trying to aid that. And I believe BLM is one of them because they're socialist in their ideals. And they want to replace our government 
That's why, why is there so much strife in the streets? Is it, is it just because our president, you know, he can be, um, you know, sometimes he can use harsh words and, you know, you may not like his personality, but I like his policies. And forgive me for saying that, but I'm just going to be honest with you. But let me suggest to you that socialism is about globalism. Globalists love socialism. And I can tell you that our president is not a globalist. In fact, everything about him is the antithesis of globalism. Why is there a fight right now? Because our country is on the verge of something that we've never seen before. And it is. We're right on the cusp of it. And it's going to, what's going to happen in the next few weeks is going to determine what direction we're going to go. And believe, make no mistake, it's going to happen. The Bible tells us that it's going to happen. But how long are we going to be able to enjoy what the country that we know right now, how long are we going to be able to enjoy that, will be determined in a few weeks, hopefully. Let me read something to you. If you think I'm just uh, crazy, I'm going to read to you some excerpts from this. And bear with me, because I know I'm going to go over just a few minutes. So please bear with me, because this is important, folks. I've been dying to share this with you. I've been dying inside, because I knew that some of you would be really upset with me. And I understand it may seem like a cheap shot right before the election. And I ask for your forgiveness for that. But you know what? I didn't know that I was going to be in this chapter a few weeks before an election. And to apply what we're reading here about a one-world government in the formation and not mention what I see happening would be derelict for me. This book... En Route to Global Occupation by Gary Cause, an excellent book. If you don't have this, I would encourage you to read it. It will open your eyes. Gary Kaw was a high-ranking government, high government liaison during the Bush administration in the 80s and the 90s. And he was very involved in world matters, economy. He was in, he was in the trenches of the whole thing. And the whole thing was one world order, you know, the, the new world order, the one world government. And he exposes in this book, and he's got facsimiles of documents that he was able to facsimile before, while he still had the uh, credibility, or the, um, the um, what's it, what's it? Yeah, the clearance. While you had the clearance, he, he facsimiled a lot of the stuff and exposes the whole thing. This book was written in 1991 or 92. And let me read to you a few excerpts. If you think I'm nuts about the whole socialism and where our country is headed, if we don't stand up. Read, let me read it to you. And it says, uh, and he's talking about the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission. These entities, we might call them the deep state. They are entities that are bent on a global government. They are the same ones who divide up the world into ten regions, okay? The United Nations, and a lot of these figures, they're all involved in these uh, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission. It goes really deep, and their, their core of this whole thing is very satanic. And he exposes the whole thing in this book, a really good book. But let me read to you a few things. Rear Admiral Chester Ward, a former Council on Foreign Relations member for 16 years, warned the American people of the organization's intentions. He's warning us, and he's going to quote here, the organizations, the Council on Foreign Relations, their intentions. And not just them, but a host of other um, entities. I quote, The most powerful clique in these elitist groups have one objective in common. They want to bring about the surrender, notice this, They want to bring about the surrender of the sovereignty and the national independence of the United States. Is that what you're seeing right now? 
a relinquishing of sovereignty and national independence? You better believe it. It's happening right now before our eyes. It couldn't be more pertinent. It couldn't be more applicable what we're talking about right now. A second clique of international members of the Council on Foreign Relations uh, comprises the Wall Street international bankers and their agents. Primarily, they want the world banking monopoly from whatever power ends up in the control of global government. Dan Smoot, a former member of the FBI headquarters staff in Washington and one of the first researchers into the Council on Foreign Relations, summarized the organization's purpose as follows. Listen to this very carefully. The ultimate aim of the Council on Foreign Relations is to create a one-world socialist system and make the United States an official part of it. 1991. Has it been forming ever since then? You better believe it. It's happening. And he goes on, Congressman John Rarick, deeply concerned over the growing influence of the CFR, has been one of the members of Congress making a concerted effort to expose the organization. He says this, the Council on Foreign Relations, dedicated to one world government, financed by a number of the largest tax-exempt foundations and wielding such authority and influence over our lives in the areas of finance, business, labor, military, education, mass communication media, should be familiar to every American concerned with good government and with preserving and defending the U.S. Constitution and our free enterprise system. Yet the nation's right to know machinery, the news media, usually so aggressively in exposures usually so aggressive in exposures to inform our people, remain conspicuously silent when it comes to the CFR, its members, and their activities. And I find that a few university students, oh, and I find that few university students and graduates have ever heard of the Council on Foreign Relations. The CFR is the establishment. Not only does it have influence and power in key decision-making positions at the highest levels of government to apply pressure from above, but it also finances and uses individuals and groups to bring pressure from below to justify the the high-level decisions for converting the United States from a sovereign constitutional republic into a servile member of the state of a one-world dictatorship. What do you think about that? If he's true, if he's right, we're seeing it right now. BLM is part of it. Antifa is part of it. And why isn't other powers, why aren't they doing anything about it? Let me read to you another excerpt. From Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was the 29th United States ambassador to United Nations. You know what she said? Just a few, uh, actually on the 5th of October, just about six days ago, she tweeted this with this idea of socialism and how it's on the verge of taking over our country. You know what she said? She said, Khrushchev, 60 years ago, and she quotes him, your children's children, he's talking about United States, Your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright, but we will keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you will finally wake up and find you already have communism. Is that pertinent for what we're talking about? Why do I bring that up? Because as we look at this and we see the one world government sorting to, to take place, and all these elements are in order. And this has been an ongoing thing for decades. And if I've offended some of you, I apologize. I really do. But I'm looking at these things, and I believe I'm telling you the truth. Amen. 
I don't want to, you know, I never desired to share that, honestly. But it became so overwhelming to me. Bringing me to tears, you can ask my wife. Many of our fathers, our grandfathers, fought in World War II. They fought, some of them, our great-grandfathers, fought in World War I. They fought in Vietnam. My own father fought in Vietnam. This country, folks, was founded on Christian principles. And there is so so much junk out there telling us that it really wasn't the way. But I tell you what, the truth is, is there's a book out. It's called The Light and the Glory. And it, it talks about our Christian roots and where this country came from. We have to uphold that. It's, it's important. That's what makes us unique in the world. We're the greatest country in the world because of that. Are we going to just let it go by? No, I'm not recommending that we get rifles and get crazy. No, no, no. But what I am saying is be prayerful. For heaven's sake, when we have our prayer meeting Tuesday night, come out with us together. Let's pray. And then when you vote, you vote biblically. That's your mandate before God. And I'll be honest with you. I don't care what party it is. If any party, if their tenant, if the tenants of what they believe, if a party embraces homosexuality, if a party embraces abortion, if a party embraces a lot of these other things, As a Christian, I'm voting for the other guy. I must. And that's going to get me in a lot of deep water with some of you. But you know what? I would change my party if tomorrow my party said, you know what, we're embracing all these things. We're embracing LGBTQ. We're embracing the socialist agenda. We're embracing... We want, we want globalism. We, we're we're going to embrace the tree. We're going to hug the tree. We're going to go for the Green Deal. If, my, if, if, if whatever I was, if, if that was my party, I'm jumping ship. It's that simple. Do you understand? You can do whatever you want. You're empowered by God. And I hope I'm wrong, but you know what? As the more I look at stuff, the more it's becoming very, very real to me. And that's part of my job, I believe. And I'm going to say it this once, and this is it. I'm not going to talk about the election from here on out. I'm not going to talk about anything I've told you, and I've shared some things with you. It's up to you to look into those things. I've got stuff I can share with you. You can find out about BLM. Did you know that on their About page, on their website, they removed the About about us because it was getting so much publicity because of the Marxist ideas that they had in there about dissolving the nuclear family and supporting LGBTQ and many other things that they do. But they removed that page because all of a sudden everybody was hitting on it because they were, they were trying to expose who they really are. They removed the page, but guess what? I've got the page. Before they removed it, I downloaded the page. And other people have too. They knew it was coming. If nobody made a big stink about it, they wouldn't have uh, taken it off because it wasn't really a big deal. But as soon as the, the whiff of it, oh, what are they really about? Oh, go check out that. All of a sudden, they're like, uh-oh, 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 we're losing money. We're losing money. We're losing support. We've got to move this. And so they did. They removed it. You won't find it there. It's gone. See ya. But does that mean that they've recanted? No, their, their, their agenda is very, very solidly in place. And boy, they're almost ready to achieve their goal. We mustn't. 
surrender our country. This country was built on the Christian faith. I'm not ashamed of it. Love this country. What's happening in our country is one of the reasons why we're able to gather together like this as often as we will. I love our country. It's not a perfect country. We still got issues, but I love it. There's parts of me that wishes I was 21 again at this time in history because I gladly sign up and serve. But I grew up, I signed up for selective service. I never got called into the army. But now I'd fight for it if I had to. They called me. You know, maybe they'll take an old guy. I mean, I'm not really not that old, but I'm 50. I'll be 51 in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, maybe I can, you know, sit behind a computer and hack something. I don't know. I'd... We will finish Revelation 13 next week. And I'll tighten the loose ends here that we were going to tighten today. But that's what I wanted to share. And for everything that I've said, there's a mountain of evidence behind it. I've saved it. Videos and things that will just corroborate what I'm saying. And if I'm wrong, then you know what? That's okay. I don't think so. I think there's an agenda. I think it's big. And it's very well organized and very well funded partly by George Soros, who I've actually got the New York Times article of him funding $220 billion and then an additional $70 billion to these organizations like BLM and others. The New York Times article. So if I hurt anybody's feelings, I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to say. I'm done with it. And I'm so glad to be done with it. You know why? Because like you, I've been suffering with the lockdowns and everything else. And we should. We should take care of ourselves. We need to make sure we do the right things, right? With the masks and the washing our hands and the distancing. We need to do that, especially now in flu season when things are naturally going to kick up a little bit. We've got to do those things. But anyway... Can I read to you something before we go? I want to end on a really much better note. Turn with me to John's Gospel, chapter 10. I know this is running late, and this is the latest day I'm going to take you, okay? But I want to end our time together this morning on something so much better. John chapter 10. Beginning in verse 7, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Notice, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
I have come that they may have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Notice what Jesus said. Remember, we looked at the Antichrist. He was the idle shepherd, but notice who Jesus is. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Notice, I, am, I know my sheep and am known by my own. Are you excited about that? He's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. I love my good shepherd. He says, I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And notice, another sheep I have, and that's you and I, by the way, because he was talking to the Jews. Other sheep are you. You're an other sheep. I'm so glad. I should, we should get shirts. I am an other sheep. I am the other sheep. And it would be biblical. We should get shirts made up. I am the other sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, Them I must also bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, and that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down for myself. And then going down further into verse 27, we'll finish here. Thank you for your patience. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I think that is wonderful. The Lord leads us so gently. He's such a good shepherd. That's what a shepherd does. He, he leads his sheep into the field. And before he gets them out in the field, he goes out and he plucks up all the bad things. He plucks up all the rotten things, all the poisonous things. And see, Jesus does that for us too. Did you know one of the Spirit of God's jobs, if you will, was to show us things to come and to lead us into all truth? It says that in John 14, that he leads us into all truth. I believe we're being led into truth and not lie. When I share with you what I share, I believe that's the truth. But notice, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And I will give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Notice, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Are you secure in Christ this morning? If you're one of his, nobody can touch you. They can touch your body. What did Jesus say? They can touch your body, but that's all they can do. But you're going to heaven. One day that's going to mean a lot more to us when we see him. Amen? Let's stand together. Be encouraged, folks. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes in the word of God. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of of a sound mind. And let him love you. Let him love you. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you how you warn us in advance of things to come. We thank you, God, that you are loving like that, Lord. You're the one who goes into pasture before us. And, Lord, we give our hearts to you. And again, Father, I pray that if I have uh, unnecessarily hurt anyone here this morning, that they would forgive me. And, Lord, I pray that, God, you would open our hearts, open our eyes, knowing that our kingdom is not of this earth, Lord. It's worth fighting for, but it's not ultimately where we will spend eternity. 
So we know who our Savior is. It's Jesus. He is the only one. And so, Father, we give our hearts to you afresh again today. Help us, Lord. Calm our hearts. Calm our nerves. Pour out your Spirit upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today, but please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our journey through the book of Revelation. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcast. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.